Radio. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I'm here with Desiree Dubois, who is um, with us today to talk about how to turn your investing into a business. Welcome, Desiree. Sorry, I'm running late. That's okay. How are you doing? I'm great. This is a pleasure and <laughs> live radio. <laughs> um, it is. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much for the invitation. We have a lot to share today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So Desiree is a real estate investing goddess extraordinaire. She's also a businesswoman extraordinaire. She's been an entrepreneur since the age of 12 and has always been the owner of her own businesses. After a successful career in real estate as a broker and investor, she launched an empowered, women, an empowered Woman, which is a global community for women who are starting, fixing, or building their businesses with web, TV, and radio shows, mastermind meetings, teleclasses, seminars, coaching, and live events. That's how I met her um, coming to her Empowered Women events, which are incredible. She's also the producer and publisher of Let's Talk Success, which is a digital magazine distributed in 11 countries with access to over 1 million viewers. And she's currently launching Homework, which is customized luxury homes for women to live where they work, work where they live, anywhere in the world. Yay. <laughs> yeah, which is so, it's so amazing. And what I, what I wanted, I invited you to talk about today in particular, was um, how you – well, I want to find out a little bit more about your story, share your incredible story with the listeners, and find out more about homework, but also how you can take investing and make it into a real business, not just something where you're self-employed, but a create, you know, the way that you've been able to really scale, I think is fascinating and wonderful. So I'd love – I invited you to talk more about that. But let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in real estate investing? I think when I was, um, I said the end of my marriage was the beginning of my real estate career. When I was known that my I was married and we were preparing for a divorce, I was a mom of two boys, and I wanted to be active in their lives. I wanted to be able to attend their school events and participate, and I wanted to be home for them in the evenings when they came home. So a typical nine to five was not appealing to me. And I enjoyed sales. So I said, okay, what is it that I can sell that's the highest ticket item that everybody needs and that will reap me the most return on the investment? So it could have been pencils or coffee machines or it could be real estate. (laughs) Besides the fact that I loved homes and I loved decorating homes and I had a vision, I can walk into a room or a house and just see it you know, in a different form. I guess I've always said that the homes are my canvas. You know, to every person mm. has an artist side to them, and a home is always my canvas. So I got involved in real estate. But again, I wanted to say, you know, how I didn't want to constantly just be selling real estate to client after client. How can I capture some good clients and be able to transact multiple um, transactions with them, to have multiple transactions? So I select clients who are not only interested in buying a house, who wanted to build a portfolio. And I said to them, I'm not going to just sell you a house, I'm going to sell you a real estate portfolio. And I did it myself. So it was easy for people to, I could demonstrate and they could mirror me. 
and what I was doing. So I brought one property, and then mm-hmm. we leveraged it, you know, and brought another property, and then different types of properties. Some were single family, some were you know condo hotels, others were duplexes, fourplexes, even to the point that we've gotten triple nets, like large, um, eight thousand square foot. Uh, buildings that were in Texas that they used for office, um, like an office depot and things of that type. So just working with different mediums and different ways of doing it so that there was diversification. And if one segment, you know, died or wasn't doing well, we had some savior in the other areas. And so I think when you're preparing something, it's important to think not just of that one. Again, how can you take that one person, that one product, or that one program and parlay it into more? That way you minimize the start and stop you know, process all over again. You don't have to start over and get a new clientele, get new products, get new programs. Be able to take what you have, what you captured, and then being able to work that through. And that's what I was doing. I love it. I love how you took that and you're able to scale and you instead of saying this could be one opportunity, how can I make it so that it's many? Uh, so tell us a little bit about homework, this, your newest venture. Well, that's, you know, for 25 years I was doing the real estate and then when the market changed and it wasn't appealing to do investment real estate, I wanted to get more women involved. And so I started inviting them to my home and sharing them my story about how I built my real estate portfolio and how they could too. And since then, I was in Empowerment for the last 11 years. I haven't done another escrow besides my own personal property since. So now, as of recent, you know, I'm at that point in my life as well as that age where I'm thinking, okay, what is my exit plan? What do I really want to do the rest of my life? And what's going to take me there? What's going to afford that luxury of retirement and travel and all the wonderful things that I'm and I didn't feel, I feel that Empower Woman could accomplish it, but it was very labor-intensive. Um, it was, you know, the, you have to think about your um, price point. So the price point varied anywhere from a low of 470 to the highest membership program or package that we were offering was $4,700. So I take my goal, even for example, $1 million, and I divide mm-hmm. a million dollars by 4700 And I figured, okay, so take me that many transactions to achieve my goal or to achieve that goal. And it would take a lot more if I worked from the lower end. So I thought, how can I achieve that with less transaction? And I refer to it sometimes unique as less brain damage. Because, you know, right. the more transactions you have, the more, you know, the more it works you, whether it's you or your staff or your team or your process, it requires a lot. So I thought, well, I love real estate. I really believe in real estate. I know for long term it is still and always will be, as far as I'm concerned, the number one asset that you have in your portfolio. Uh, and I love the women's group. And I didn't. I wanted to be able to incorporate them. So I myself was moving out of a car. I lived in home with my sons. I came to Empty Nester, moved out of Palm Desert for three years, almost three years, and in a condominium by myself. Then I moved back into Orange County and and have rented a house with some friends for the purpose of me finding something locally. And as I look for something locally, I'm totally disheartened about the idea of another condominium or townhouse or even a home by myself. 
I enjoy the interaction, the energy, the life, the learning, and the fun that comes with being around people. You know, I'm used to it. I'm used to having my children and their friends and the parents and, and or have my staff. And so I thought, what if I was able to rent a home, a big, beautiful home, the type of home that I would want and other women would want, but share it. And then all I needed, all I'm missing from this situation is as the ability to be able to convert the living room into meeting rooms and convert the dining room into conference rooms and to have a business center where there's fax machines and coffee machines and have the other amenities like you know, housekeeping on a consistent basis or car washing and just other things that will allow me to concentrate on working and playing as opposed to doing anything in between. And I thought, okay, so I started exploring that. If I want that, maybe others want it. And I found out there are a lot of women, um, whether they're empty nesters, whether they're single, whether they like multiple locations and travel, or whether they're even with living with a boyfriend or a partner but yet want to escape place then that was something that other people wanted. So now with the advent of Airbnb and WeWork and the sharing economy, including Uber and Lyft and all those other things, it's totally acceptable and it's totally desirable. And originally, you know, this was launched, um, when these companies came in, they started around the time of the recession, 2008, 2007, and it was more economics, you know, for them to be able to, people rented out, they were losing their homes. So to be able to save their homes, they rented out a room or two rooms or all of the rooms. And to be able to afford office spaces because they were giving up their fancy suites, they had to go for a shared space like a WeWork or some of the other companies. So it started, it was, you know, it was burst out of the need now it's a desire because in that time, they've been doing a lot of researches on isolation, and isolation uh, creates loneliness. And loneliness, I just found out, and I never experienced it before in my life, but when I moved away from you know, Palm Desert and moved back into Orange County, I realized I had been lonely. And loneliness mm-hmm. is um, it's, uh, one of the major causes of obesity for death. I mean, I didn't realize it was that bad. Prevalent. I didn't realize it was that serious. But, you know, when you think about it, when someone is being punished, they put them in isolation. You know, when you're in the prison system yeah. and people go, they, they punish you. Isolation. So isolation is not really where we want to be. The convenience of working from home, yes. But doing it in an isolated environment is not necessarily the most happy. We live and so forth. So that's how we do it. I think it's a great that want to live at home, work at home. So homework, these luxury homes for women that live where they work. This is something that you're, you created because you wanted to do it for yourself. What I find fascinating is how you've, you're now creating this as a business that will be all over the states, potentially all over the world. So what are a couple of ways in which you're able to, you've been able to scale that idea? Well, this is that, okay, so buying homes is expensive, it's capital expensive. So we thought, Mm -hmm. okay, we want to scale it, we want to scale it fast, you know, because I think part of the success of anything is getting it out there and, you know, being able to be prominent in your market. 
So we are going to say, okay, let's look at some other options. Okay, we're going to purchase some, um, and we're going to lease purchase some. And so how do we choose? Well, we find out that Poems of Properties in California, which is our financial uh, CFO, you know, helped us discover that, you know, purchasing in California is it utilizes a lot of our cash. So we're going to lease purchase California, and then we're going to purchase areas like Vegas, Colorado, Seattle, Arizona, the other, a lot of many, many other states, including Florida, are less expensive for that same utilization of cash. And then as these companies, as these homes create more income, then we can purchase them. And then with that income, we can also, then we bring in uh, memberships because it's membership-based. So that brings additional income. And then we say, how can we expand that or scale that even further? And we say, okay, well, there are some, a lot of women um, and many people other, but we found women that have large homes and they want to stay in their homes. But again, they don't want to be alone. So they have rooms that they'd like to rent. So we decide, okay, mm. specific homes that we can vet, making sure that the owners are vetted. Uh, they go through our background checks as well as our members, as well as we go in and brand them so we know that there is a consistency in our brand as far as the luxury that we're providing to them, making sure they have access to the best internet, to the best business services, then we are still going to partner with properties to do that so we can really scale even faster and, you know, faster and further. So especially countries like outside the United States, we're not currently available, you know, interested even available to have homes and manage them and monitor them out in different countries like Asia and France and Europe and places like that. So it's easy, but it's easy enough for us to be able to go for a home, get a home and get a room and have it embedded and have it designed out so that it would be consistent with our brand. So women know that when they go to those places, they can stay in these homes with comfort, knowing that they're in good neighborhoods, they have good landlords or they're in good space, and that they have amenities that they have grown accustomed to. And that's how we're differentiating. So that's how we're scaling out. Now, eventually, we may bring them all back, you know, or we may just follow whatever one goes the fastest, the best. But our better income-generating ones are from the ones that we will actually have the home ourselves because we're also approaching the corporate market. The corporate market, they have people coming into areas for projects, short-term projects, and they rent you know, individual apartments many times with individual utility bills and leases and so it's much more economic as well as easy for them to rent a house. So they have one bill, one responsibility, and five or six people can live under one roof. It's more economical, but also it's more productive because then it minimizes the travel time, minimizes their time they have to get dressed and you know, commute, and just it's more economical. So that's also another market that we are going to um, approach as well to be able to solve that housing uh, dilemma for them. That's so great. So, <laughs> I I love it. Um, so, tell me how can or tell our listeners how can they find out more about homework and you? Go to h o m w o r k dot com. So it's um, there's no e, but it's h o m w o r k dot com. But you can feel free to contact me. I love speaking with people. Um, 818-865-8563. Or they can email me at Desiree, D-E-S-I-R-E-E, at homework.com. All right. You heard it here. 
Um, so there, the, the stream is going to end, but we're going to continue because I want to end with a trinity, and I want to hear your trinity, which is your brag, your gratitude, and your desire. So um, what do you, what's your brag? What are you celebrating? I'm celebrating the success of homework. We're moving slower than I want, but faster than other companies. When I read other companies take two or three years um, to launch, I'm proud of that. So I'm celebrating that. Uh, we will be opening up our first home in, uh, in, by the end of July. So I'm excited about Woo-hoo! that. <laughs> <Well>, I know. <laughs> great. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my love of my family and friends, support. That's my why. And we just have one. We've just been blessed with a very beautiful, loving family. We have no drama, no disasters, no disappointments. We're all loving, beautiful people. So that's a blessing. I know that. Yes. And lastly, what what do you desire? What are you desiring? I desire to go and travel all over the world looking for homes. <laughs> this gives me a way to write it off. <laughs> so I can go to Bali, awesome. Bali, and I can go to Japan. I can all write off for business looking for homes. So I would love to see the there different architects, the different designs, the different homes. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, so shall your desire be. You're so much better than you can ever imagine. Thank you so much for being on. This was amazing and so inspiring. I I'm very excited to see what homework becomes and just you know how you you've been able to take this idea, which I remember at the beginning. I know. And, um, I know. <laughs> and make it into this huge multi-million billion maybe um, enterprise. So thank you yeah. again. We'll we'll have you on when it's uh, a little further along to see how it's going. So thank you for being on Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. And uh, remember, I'll keep it when it comes to real estate investing like a goddess. Remember to always keep it pleasurable and keep it juicy. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.